Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. The show answers questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in Princeton, New Jersey. And I am thrilled to have Joanna Gordon-Martin, and she is the founder of Thea Senior Solutions. As a guest today, Joanna serves on the Board of Trustees at the Chapin School of Princeton, as an advisor to Tiger Labs, and she sits on the selection panel at the Wharton School's Adventure Awards. Joanna lives in Princeton with her husband, Bob. They have a blended family of five children, ages 31 to 12. Wow, you are busy. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Joanna, as a women business owner, how do you balance all this family life and owning your own business? How do you do it? It's a good question. Um, there are days where I wonder how I have two of the same shoes on, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to how you're wired to make things happen. Um, my husband and I, both having busy careers and being very invested in our children, um, have always believed that if we can afford to take identifiable stressors out of our life, that we will do that. So making sure there's somebody there to take care of the cleaning and manage the household, that's the easy part. Um, but obviously it becomes a lot more challenging with the kids and with parents and with other issues that go on. So I don't know that there's any one recipe for it, um, but it's uh, it's challenging, but it's also very stimulating. Well, you seem to be doing a great job. You are so well thought of in our community, and that's one of the reasons I asked you to come today. Thank you. Um, where did you get the idea to start this business, and um, what made you want to start your own business rather than... Uh, you know, stay in, in the corporate yeah. world, and then elder care. So what what was the journey? What was your, your history and your journey that t- took you sure, to this point? Sure, So Thea is my second business, um, and I really decided to go out on my own in 2010. Um, at that time, I had a big job. I was running global marketing at Celgene Corporation, had spent most of my career in the biotech industry, um, was commuting three hours a day on the days that I was home, uh, was living overseas two out of every four weeks traveling um, because we were present in 40 markets at that time. And my boys then were five and ten years old. And um, I think I woke up one morning saying, this is 40. I have some money in the bank. That's great. That's a lot of what this is about. But this isn't the kind of parent that I want to be, and I'm not able to be engaged as I would like to be. Um, I've been very lucky to ride a wave of the first big growth period for Celgene um, and decided at that point that I really enjoyed the early stage side of the business. I enjoyed the transaction side of the business and started my own consulting company to help firms raise capital, to help them grow their value proposition and eventually to exit in good situations. Um, and so that business really came out of me saying, okay, this is enough. Um, I never stopped working. My oldest son was three months old when I was in business school full-time and working full-time, so by now people listening probably think I'm completely crazy. Um, no, that's the time. So <laughs> we look back and we say, how did we do that? How did we do it? And I think as women, um, we have tremendous capacity to do, um, but how much you want to do and where you want to prioritize your time is a choice. And I think how you get up every morning and the attitude you have, choose to have is a choice. And it was a Looking back on it, a really brave move to say, I'm not going to do this because I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do. 
um, and yet, you know, two weeks later was forming an LLC and starting something. Um, I think with the piece on Thea and the elder care piece, um, I found myself in a situation that a lot of people in their 40s find themselves, and that is sandwiched between dependent children and parents that are starting to fail and living long distances away from each other. And, I, you know, I give advice to a lot of young entrepreneurs, but I also receive advice, and I think listening is an important thing uh, in building a business, both listening to clients but also listening to perspective of people. And um, one of the things that I was told was when you're thinking about an idea and questioning if it can be a viable business opportunity, couple of things that you really have to think about. One, what is it that you're good at? What do you really believe you're good at and what are you passionate about? And the second thing is, why do people call you? Not just to say hello, but why do they call you when they're in need? And so when I really was thinking about this issue that I was finding myself in with starting to think more about elder care for mom and thinking about my kids and trying to balance things. And Susan, at that point, I if all I was interested in was generating revenue, my business was very healthy <laughs> and I had no reason to go and do right, something else. Right. Um, and it was also providing me the opportunity to be home for dinner with my kids most nights, which and I, wasn't something. I think something. that happens a lot with women. I think we think with our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's sometimes a journey. People wonder, does it, there's, it's not a rational decision if, if someone was looking at the numbers. But I don't think it is a number decision. I think it's my mom is in need. Mm-hmm. I have children. Mm-hmm. How do I do this? And I think that the real entrepreneur in you probably decided this is how I can do it. And through that and through the journey, you created something pretty powerful that yeah. I'm really looking, we're looking forward to even having you back to, <laughs> to talk about that. So can you just tell us what, what do you think, um, when you were starting this and you, why, why elder care? Why, why the need? What did yeah. you, what did you see some? So, uh, I, because we're, go- I'm living, I'm living it now yeah, with my dad. Yeah. We talked earlier before yeah. we started and, and it really is a journey of how do I balance, um, a career and really from my heart do everything I want to do for him right now. So I think that the idea came out of my own experience. And you know, as I said earlier, I'm somebody who balances a lot, have been able to manage it, but here I was facing a system where there was no data, there was no transparency, an incredibly fragmented healthcare system, trying to get one question answered and not being able to get an answer, but finding lots of people that wanted to sell me things. And I wasn't in a situation where I needed immediate care, that it was crisis, but I was trying to look at me being in Princeton, mom being in Florida, sister in San Francisco, how do we start to look at the next five years and what are we going to be doing? And I think the lack of information, state agencies not calling you back, again, people just trying to sell you things, just started to get me to a point where for six months I kept saying, this is crazy. This is crazy that I can't find a trusted advisor on the ground. It's crazy. And I've spent my life in healthcare. I know the right questions to ask. And I think as more and more time went on, my husband said to me, listen, you're so fired up about this. Why don't you go and do something about it? And I had just transacted a deal with uh, my consulting firm and had a little bit of time available, um, which is usually when I would be taking on new clients and doing business development. And I was spending about 30% of my time starting to look into the elder care sector because it is such a growing demographic. And I thought there have to be people that are making money here as well, right? But I think for me, it was a calling to really try to do well by doing good. And I think that when I thought back to what I was saying earlier about 
why do people call you? And oftentimes people called me because someone in their family was diagnosed with cancer or they needed help. And because of my broad network, spending so much time in the oncology world, um, I knew how to pick up the phone, get the right people on the phone, get them to call people, secure appointments at top centers for people. And I would get 15, 20 of those calls a year. And it just started to seem a natural thing to be able to do. And what a gift so. as a woman to be doing this, because even in my industry, there's so many times we sit with clients and this is a need, it, yeah. whether for their their parents or for themselves. So Absolutely. you are really bringing a gift to the industry. Well, you're kind. Um, so, <laughs> no, I, I, I have just admired you and, and heard some of the things you've been doing, and so mm-hmm. that's why we are so thrilled that you are here. And we are looking forward to having you back to join us again to share some of the real details about the trends and seeing what's happening in elder care and the importance of planning, if not for ourselves, but for our parents, um, and also some of the resources you referred to earlier. Um, I, I think that that our listeners would love to hear that. Um, so a special thanks to our listeners for tuning in to today's episodes of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, Podbeam, womensradio.com for our new episode every Wednesday at 8 a.m. See you next in two weeks. Thank you.